delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hi Anu. Hi Shiva, lovely to be here. Lovely to have you and welcome to Coffee and Soul and welcome to having a soul brew with me and I'm I'm absolutely delighted you could make the time. Thank you so much. Looking forward. Likewise, likewise. And I, you're carrying your coffee with you, and I am too. So I'm just going to pour myself a cup. Yes, I love this ritual. Cheers, Anu. Here's to life and learning and living. Cheers, cheers, Shiva. It's a lovely rainy day. It's a great day to be having coffee. I know, and a conversation. I mean, what could be better? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Anu. Can I ask you to? Um, to just hold that cup of coffee between your palms if you don't mind just nestle ah, is it too nice. hot <laughs> no it's just right <laughs> okay thank you and can i just ask you to sit back sit back and yeah have a sip and relax and you can just sit back with this cup of coffee in your hand sure. sure and if you're all right just close your eyes and see what comes up for you is there anything that comes up for you sight sounds smells feelings I just feel a deep sense of contentment, Shiva. I'm sitting with a cup of coffee. It's a rainy day. I have a beautiful view uh, of the garden outside. There's a lot of greenery. It's overcast, but just a deep, deep sense of peace and contentment. Isn't that lovely? And uh, and 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 so, what does this contentment mean for you? What what does it what does it signify? In this journey, you know, at some point, you you need to stop and pause and reflect and think about where you are and what does that mean to you and just feel grateful uh, you know with the work i do my friends my family where i am i'm just deeply deeply grateful today today right now sitting here having this coffee having this conversation with yoshiba that's the that's the overriding feeling we you know just just grateful and lovely just a, just a it's an intentional moment i think sometimes it's just good to sort of sit and sort of hit pause and and yes. just wonder about how you're feeling absolutely i think rainy days also do that to me just yes. makes me feel more reflective and it's just a mood thing so. lovely and thank you for letting me into that space and i really appreciate that because uh, it's so precious isn't it to hit those moments of pause and and, and absolutely yeah and be in that space So lovely. Thank you for sharing that Anu. So that I understand a little bit more about you. Can you share your journey and how has it been for you? So however you want to take us through me and my viewers through how you uh, started out, what were some of your high points, some of your key deep learnings, where are you today? Just take me through your journey. I'd love to hear more. Thank you Shiva. So I mean I I grew up in Bombay. south bombay so with all the privileges attached to a lifestyle that was sort of very open very empowering uh in the journey from when i was in college to now i've shifted many careers and i'm now of course a social and entrepreneur but i think you know in it it was just a i've just discovered many things about myself along the way uh, one is just this whole continuously being a learner I'm just always eager to learn. From Bombay I went to, got married and went to California. We lived there for many years and then we wanted to come back to India. 
so was there uh, a so was there a moment that made you decide you wanted to come back was that a, some kind of a defining thing uh, that happened to you and your husband well yeah we wanted to come back because we just felt like india was you know this was the early 90s uh sort of the liberalization the you know with dr singh and we just felt like maybe this is where we should come back to india and see if we could start something of our own and and so we came back and it was it was fabulous i mean in fact i think the first month when we were back uh, at gunpoint my husband was ha- actually carjacked really? uh, when he was oh. yes he was going to work uh, and he oh. and there was at 10 am in noida and a lot of people thought we'd run back to uh, to the to the us to california but we didn't and we were here to stay and it was quite scary but must have been a very just one scary. of those weird things yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah it was it was just exciting for us to be back in india and and i'm glad we made that decision so yeah it's been it's been an incredible 20 plus years back now so yeah mm-hmm. and in that so, in that time that you spent in india how did you what what happened for you how did you journey on so i actually got really uh, i was i was looking to go back to work in india and american express was starting what they call and this was early 90s what they call their whole you know almost this whole moving it enabled services it was mm. the beginning of the whole it enabled services sector which is now billion dollar yes. industry so amex was one of the pioneers in bringing back their financial processes from across the globe mm. into well, three centers mm. and india was one of those three and so it was really exciting for us to sort of almost go and bring back work to india mm. and um, and amex is a great place to work it was really exciting we were mm. doing a lot of work in asia pacific australia so learning the work bringing it back to india and setting up the processes here and that's my that was the you know that was what i did first when i started mm. here i then went on to other roles in the finance area because i was a bcom i had done my mba when i was 17 years old i was at hr college and i realized that hr college was one of those few colleges that allowed you to do a morning college so that you could work during the day mm. so i applied for my ca entrance and i actually got in wow. so through my 3 years at hr college i was doing my articleship which is really going to work for a oh, chartered accountancy firm and going for audits i used to do a lot of mahindra and mahindra audits and and basically be what they call an article clerk i was also giving my exams in the as an undergrad right but i don't talk about it is because i met my husband and and this is something some people do i don't want to say women do it but certainly i did it which is that i just got so excited when i met him and i thought there was a great adventure for me i just went packed my bags after graduation and i went to california So I didn't complete my CA. Mm. Uh, I had the last exams, and 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 I gave it up actually. So after doing three years of work and completing my first set of exams, I never finished it. So I never talk about it. But as a mother of two, few years into Amex, I said, you know what? I need to do my professional sort of. I need to do my master's. So I went back and got an MBA, uh, a full-time MBA. Okay. And I was the oldest one at 28, 29. I was the oldest one in class, but one of the good students front row right. was really excited to learn so i went back to my mba after having worked for many years and after having my kids as well right uh, but it was great fun 
was very fun. I'm sure. And I I'll... think the little in reverse, you know, come in, in, in India, people do things very conventionally, but I, I started really early when people were enjoying their college days. I was working, but then, yeah, yeah. I didn't complete my CA, but yeah. And life takes its turns, doesn't it? What you have done, I think, is phenomenal to go back to it, to come, come and do your MBA, to, you know, to, to experience what it is like to give it all up and then come back with your children, get back into work. And I think a lot of women, and this is exemplary for a lot of women today, who are struggling with this, you know, to, to manage home and manage their careers because, uh, hey, you know, there's no harm in everybody has the right to be ambitious and want to do something. And, and I think it's those squaring those things uh, that's happening a lot now. So phenomenal that you, you kind of pioneered this in the early days as well. Uh, yeah. And Shiva, I really do believe strongly that there is no one path in India. A lot of, there's a very conventional way of looking at careers, mm. but my career has not been a ladder. It's been a jungle gym. So I really, uh, you know, agree with Cheryl Sandberg when she says careers are a jungle gym and not a ladder, yeah. because you can sometimes take two steps back to make four steps forward, but it's it's a, it's not going to end in your twenties. I went back to being a full-time student in my late twenties, early thirties. I remember the first day of my MBA school, they called me to rag me, <laughs> uh, you know, a bunch of seniors, and they said. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And I said, well, I worked in Amex for many years. I've had a eight-year corporate career. I have two kids. And they said, okay, you can go. <laughs> they, didn't know what to make. they didn't know what to make of this person that was standing in front of them. Yeah. But uh, I also, Shiba, after, after working for about 10 years, I took a pause. I wanted to be more in control of my time. I felt like between my husband and me, we were on some sort of crazy ladder. Our kids were growing older. Uh, I wanted to, you know, get, I wanted to start a business. So I, I, I quit my corporate career and I started a travel business Fabulous. out of the basement of my house. Yeah. Fabulous. Because it was something I was passionate about. Yeah. And that went on for many years. But after about eight, seven, eight years of not working in the corporate world, and I know that for a lot of women, this is a real challenge, this whole coming back into the working space once they've taken a break. Uh, it was the same for me. I was really nervous. I felt like, how am I going to go back to full-time work? Mm. But I did. Mm. And, I, and I'm so grateful that I did. That I did. Mm. Uh, my daughters pushed me. My older daughter said, hey, mom, we don't need you. So if you think you're here for us, please go get a life. Yeah. <laughs> get on yeah. with things. Yeah. And, uh, and I came back to full-time work. So definitely... Uh, you know, for women who take the break and feel like oh, it's going to be so hard to get back, where what, where will I land? How will I be positioned? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Just come back. Well, you know that is such a powerful message. That is such a powerful message for so many women who are right now struggling with uh, what should I do? Yeah. What should my next step yeah. be? And here you are yeah. giving them a, an example of how it, it can work out beautifully if you only take that step. Yeah. Am I correct in understanding that? Um, Absolutely, Shiba. I felt like an imposter. I got lucky when I was looking to come back full-time to work. I met Pramat Sinha. And if you know Pramat, he's, you know, he was the dean at ISB. Mm -hmm. He was looking to set up Ashoka University. And they were looking for people. Mm -hmm. And he met me and he made me an offer, I think, pretty much within two weeks of having met me, saying, hey, they're looking to set up this. At that point, the university was in there. It was a little bit of 
far away, maybe five years down the line, but we're looking to set up an academic program and we need someone to come in and sort of work with us. And I, I, you know, I was very nervous. He was great. So I really must do a shout out to him because he could see my nervousness about coming back to full-time work, but he was like, don't worry, you know, let's do it. And the rest is history for me. I mean, we went on to create the university and I felt like an imposter initially because I kept feeling like I've, I've you know, I've not been in full-time work mm. uh, for a bit and maybe I've missed out something. But you know what, if you have the passion and excitement and if you have a learning mindset, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, and again, I want to say that. this is a lovely, lovely uh, message and a very powerful message for women who are, who are seeking to know, who are seeking to uh, take those steps and come back into workspaces. Not only women, actually anybody, anybody who has kind of taken a bit of a detour and then coming back in. You just have faith and to put that foot forward and do it is, is what I'm hearing you say. And that's fabulous. So where are you now? I'm in the best place in my life. So uh, a couple of things that were going on in my mind, uh, Shiva, when I was a part of building Ashoka University was just this whole learning, you know, learning in, in India for a lot of people is first time, firstly, it's a lot of people do a lot of learning basics basis what they think would be their career sort of choices. Mm. So you almost, you know, you almost go through a learning basis where you land in a job. And that's mm. not why you need to be learning, right? There's mm. so much of magic in just opening your wide, widening your mind, you know. Mm. And I experienced that at Ashoka when we were developing our liberal arts program. Mm. And uh, I was one of the best students, even though I was the dean, I used to sit in classes on gender, on sociological reasoning, mm. on anthrop all the subjects I was sort of deprived of because yeah. in India, you know, you get into silos so early. Mm. I got to do a BCom silo at 16, 17, and I really never got a chance to really explore other subjects. Mm. And so I loved being a part of this environment. And I always felt like older people don't get access to that. Mm. Because, you know, you, once you've gone out of college and university, nobody goes back to school. Mm. Uh, that was something that always bothered me. Uh, the other was that I felt like the Indian development sector, you know, in India is, you know, 131st out of 188 countries. Mm. In human development. I mean, Bangladesh is ahead of us yeah. on so many indices, uh, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh. Why are we not being able to attract more people to work here? Why is the whole perception around the sector that you have to sort of roll up your sleeves and wade through floods and do rescue efforts? Why can you not build a career in public policy or in, you know, just create, you know, in in being a civil society organization, in holding the government accountable. Mm, mm. And Shiva also saw younger people at mm. Ashoka mm. choosing more con conventional careers. Mm. Uh, in fact, the eye opener for me was in my first year at Ashoka when I offered, I shared a placement opportunity from an MNC right. uh, to this cohort of bright change agents, as we would call them, these bright young men and women at Ashoka. And they all looked at me like, we want to be in public policy, we want to be in mm -hmm. governance, we want to be in, you know, in spaces that matter, we don't want to be doing yeah. product management, you know. Yeah. And I was, I suddenly realized, okay, there's something in the millennials that mm -hmm. is sort of willing to take the risk of doing something that sort of gives them more purpose 
very early on. Mm-hmm. And that was really exciting for me. So for me, a culmination of all those thoughts was really building a social enterprise. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did with my, you know, I currently had this founded and had this organization called India Leaders for Social Sector, ILSS. Mm-hmm. And it's really building capacity for the development sector. It's mm-hmm. also trying very hard to be the brand ambassador for the social sector. So mm-hmm. telling people, guys, this is nation building really. all of you should everyone the problem isn't out there we we are all a part of the problem so we need to all con- contribute in whatever ways we can to being a part of the solution and so the first program we ran at ILSS was for mid to senior corporate leaders mm-hmm. uh, to give those that may be looking to build out a second career mm-hmm. in the social sector but don't quite understand the landscape don't know how to go about it uh, we would we would put them through like a nine day boot camp, just mm. explain to them what's happening here, and if they felt deeply inspired and excited, then help them transition. Mm. Uh, mm. Because Shiba, let's face it, the next generation will certainly have two three careers, if not more. Mm. The world is changing so fast, so mm. why not look at people uh, building a second career? Uh, you know, absolutely uh, in the corporate world. Absolutely, and 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 so looking at what ILS says, how has been your experience thus far? Where are you? Uh, what is it that you still need? Oh, it was so. I I I want. I wished that there was a group of people like me that were passionate to learn and interested in seeing how they could be a part of India's development sector. But I didn't know where they were. It was just a hope that they were there somewhere. Hmm. People evolved enough to question what they were doing and say, hey, is this making me truly, truly happy? Am I looking for more purpose? What am I looking for? I've done this now. I've been a banker 20 years. I want to do something else. What is that? You know, what? You know, so I, was, I, I hope there were those people. I didn't know if they were there, but they are there. Hmm. And uh, we've now become a movement of close to 250 corporate leaders who've gone through our program who are now... Yeah, it's it's been it's been amazing for me just going through that learning journey with them, mm. and of, of course many have moved into the development sector. They're in nonprofits. They're heading foundations. They're working across the spectrum of India's development sector. Isn't that amazing? I, yeah, it is. It's 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 fantastic. Yeah. So you feel when you're looking at these the people, uh, is there a particular kind of person that comes to you for this organization for the for the training? get into this or are you finding that people are just flocking in from different uh, areas how is that going what what is what is happening in terms of the the socio dynamic who is coming for these uh, for this program i'm i'm fascinated it's interesting because i almost feel like this is a tribe uh, these are people who are questioning something and are sensing that hey there's more to there must be something more that i'm looking for I haven't found it. I want to do something more. I just don't know how to go about it. Mm. So by now, it's really word of mouth. Mm. Uh, a lot of people who've gone through the program are telling their sort of friends and family, etc. But it's, I think, if I have to say what it is, I'd say it's a curiosity to question, to be self-aware, to know, okay, this is not making me happy anymore. You know, mm. I've been selling a product, but you know, I want to do something else or whatever. Mm. I'm not judging anyone for doing what they're doing. Sure. Absolutely. You know, we, everyone needs to do what they want to do and what makes them happy. I'm just saying that there are 
people who are saying, I want to do something bigger, you know, that has more purpose for me, that's bigger than my own career, maybe mm. work in my community or in my neighborhood or in my city or for the country. Mm. And I don't know how to do that. I feel strongly about a cause, be it disability or skilling or gender or, you know, any, any water environment. I just don't know how my skill sets could be leveraged to create, to build that contribution. So anyone that's questioning that has the humility to sort of say, hey, I don't even know what I don't know, but I know that I have a passion and I'm trying to see how I can use my skill sets here. Mm. We are saying, hey, we need you. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah. So, so do have a sip of your coffee. I know you've been trying to have a sip of the coffee and I've got you talking so much that your coffee is going to get cold. Somebody was telling me, and that was very interesting, just as an aside to say, they all come for coffee, coffee, soul brews, and they come for coffee and soul, but I hardly see anybody sipping that coffee because we are so, so busy. So I said, oh my God, I must, I must, uh, you know, make sure I make amends on that one. Uh, so yeah, now this, the course that you run, um, how long is it? And yeah. It used to be a so firstly, Shiva, you, you, you have people talking about something that's so close to their heart that one does tend to forget the coffee just because one is <laughs> no. just so excited. Uh, I never thought at my age, I'd still feel excited, jump out of bed every morning because I just absolutely love what I do. It's, it used to be a nine-day residential where we all came together. It started at Ashoka University just because I have a very strong association with them. So I requested them if I could host my program there because it's just a beautiful learning environment. Mm. You know, once you're there, you're cut off from your cell phone mm. and your laptops and you're just in this beautiful energy. So it used to be there, but COVID has, of course, put paid to residential programs in this last year and a half. So we've made it virtual. I believe every crisis throws up opportunities. Mm. So we never realized that you could create exciting learning and discussions and chats over Zoom. So our programs are now at this point over uh, online, but we will go back to a format which is more blended. So hybrid. at some point, because we do, yeah, we will go into hybrid as soon as we can because we do want people to meet. Yeah. It's those after dinner discussions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those, those are invaluable, you know. Yeah. So we want to create, go back to that, but for now it's online. Okay, great. And people can just apply, I suppose. What, what is it that you need from, from people now uh, in terms of awareness, in terms of what they could do to support this? I mean, uh, Shiva, people can apply and we have a fairly intense selection process, I'll be honest, because we are looking for not a very hardwired couple of things. You have to have deep, deep respect for this development sector. It's mm. the most challenging most yeah. complex, yeah. most frustrating, most rewarding space. So the highs will be high, but the lows can be awful. Yeah. And so we want people to come with full humility. So we actually have an application process. We interview them. We try to get to know people who apply. Because if you're coming because you think it's a retirement job, social sector, we're not doing anything here. Well, we are not interested. Mm -hmm. I think I work Everyone works very, very hard. Very hard. So we, we are looking for people who are genuinely here to give and to pay it forward. I don't even like the word give back. I say pay it forward. You come from privilege. You want to do something. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anybody else because the joy you feel 
with what you do mm. is immeasurable. Uh, so there's a mindset shift that we do work on. I love each and everyone that's gone through our program because mm. we can see sh something shifting in their minds. Mm. Uh, and that whole orientation is different and I love that. It's, it must be deeply uh, gratifying no? when you see the shift. Deeply gratifying. You know, I love the magic of a classroom, Shiva. I saw that at Ashoka University. Mm. When things start popping in your head, you know, uh, it's just fantastic. Yeah, the doors open and you kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it is beautiful. Paradigm shifting. Yes, I can just imagine. I'm fabulous. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little more about some of your, your, you know, if I was to ask you to just take a view on your life, some, some, something that was like a defining moment for you, or maybe a couple. Is there something that stands out to you? I think one of the big defining moments for me, Shiva, was being a part of setting up this university mm -hmm. because I, I, I discovered many things about myself through mm -hmm. that process. You know, I think just the self-awareness and being able to build that, uh, it's interesting. One of the first things we would teach, and while we were in the process of teaching younger people, I realized how much I was learning myself. One was just having a vision for yourself. I know it sounds silly, but I didn't have a vision for myself mm. when I was younger. I just went through life faces mm. what I thought was the convention. So yeah, CA entrance because CA was, was I really cut out to be a CA? I didn't even know, mm. but I just went in that way. You know, mm. I think just so, you know, understanding oneself, being self-aware, I think is really critical. Mm. Uh, for me, uh, at my defining moment was when I realized that maybe liberal education, where you can explore before you decide what you want to spend the rest of your life doing. And you may even change after you've figured it out because life is continuously evolving mm. and you need to continuously evolve. Mm. Uh, you know, my father started his career in Mahindra's and retired from Mahindra's. Yeah. Who does that? Different age. Yeah. It was. And I just think that we are in such a different environment that if you don't keep adapting problematic. Yeah, so for me, true. many, many, many things happened when I went back to work mm. after taking a hiatus from work. That mm. was tough, but it was also exciting. It was like a second life. Sure. Uh, sure. And I see a lot of women stuck. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm going back to that point, but it's very close to my heart. Mm. Took the break and I'm now worried about going back. Mm. But come back. Mm. There's so much to be done. So much value you can bring. So, yeah, great. Uh, is there an adage you live by? You know, when the chips are down, do you, is there a metaphor that you fall back on? Something that kind of gets you back up on stars in your eyes, maybe, and ready to dream the dream and make it happen? I mean, during COVID, I was continuously, I have a couple of them. So, while during COVID, I was continuously telling my team that every crisis is an opportunity. Guys, we're going through this, but let's use this crisis to pivot, to learn, to do something differently, to experiment, you know. The other is, of course, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. I think I, I truly believe that roll up your sleeves, just keep pushing. For yeah. me as a woman entrepreneur, Shiva, extremely public, you know, shy of being a public speaker. But how do you do that when you're CEO of an organization? You've got to speak up, right? You can't duck because that's mm. expected. So for me, it was also just pushing every boundary of discomfort that I had, you know, because I needed to do this for a larger cause. 
truly believe we needed to speak up for all the people that are doing seminal work in the development sector, just using every opportunity I had. In fact, my husband jokes about it. He says, you know, you are so shy of public speaking mm -hmm. and Zoom has been a boon for you because you don't realize when you're speaking to a thousand people because you're on a technology platform, you're not on a physical platform. Right. And I said, God was looking out for me because I've done so much of public speaking in the last two, three years Amazing. on Zoom. Mm. But uh, yeah. Okay. So some of the gifts that you received that shaped you, that, and some influences, people who influenced you, situations, what were they? Who were they? I, I think everyone should have mentors in life. Because, uh, you know, some of my mentors have been just have just played such a key role in helping me carry on when I thought mm -hmm. things were really tough. And also just go to, you know, you need to have people you can go to, to talk to, who support, who hear you and support you. Mm -hmm. I've had some incredible mentors who I've learned from. Uh, I, I would say the first one is Pramat Sinha. Pramat Sinha set up ISP because he's the founder of Ashoka. He was my first boss at Ashoka University and just his sheer energy, enthusiasm, mm -hmm. vision, mm -hmm. you know, they saw Ashoka eight years before it came into actual mm -hmm. being. Mm -hmm. He was someone I learned a lot from. I used to joke that you don't know I hang on to your every word because mm -hmm. I was learning the world of academia. I didn't know any of it. I was coming mm -hmm. from business. I was a mm -hmm. finance person. Sure. Running an academic institution. I mean, like really, you know, yeah. what a great opportunity for me. And I lapped it up. So Pramath was a great mentor. I mm. learned a lot from him about the world of education and mm. the world of entrepreneurship and just mm. the whole sheer passion. Sanjay Gupta, English helper. He's just been like my go-to person as mm. I was building up my organization, just mm. to, you know, just to hear me out when I'm struggling, mm. to, to also guide me when something's mm. bothering me. So, you know, I think mentors have played a key role. Mm. Of course, I must speak about Ashish Dhawan. Mm. Ashish is the chairman of uh, Ashoka University. Mm. And I knew him from then, but he, mm. he was the one who felt like, why don't we start ILSS? I will fund you, uh, but you, you start it. Mm. But mm. it was not just funding. He wasn't just writing me checks. He was also giving me, Ashish sees about only about 30 years ahead. <laughs> He's a visionary. Mm. It's incredible. Mm. He mm. is incredible. You should invite him at some point. Shiva. I would love to, and I will. And I will. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd love to facilitate that. Thank you. I, that, be, that would be great. I'll take you up on that. Yes. No, Go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. Because he, he sees so much ahead. And he, you know, the whole concept of public service, you, you know, the whole idea of how can we, uh, you know, how can we all bring ourselves to doing something that's larger than ourselves, mm. uh, you know. Uh, I, and he, you know, ILSS was almost the baby that was born out of Ashish's philanthropy. So very much someone I continuously learned from. Mm. Yeah, I've been blessed by some incredible mentors. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it really, really makes a difference to have someone looking out for you and showing you the ropes when you need it. And, I think there's, it can't, be, it can't be accentuated enough, the importance of that, you know, absolutely. And so each one of us, I believe, has something very unique to contribute to, to people, to, to humankind, as it were, and a gift that only you uh, bring. What do you think your gift is? 
to all of us, and we which we must celebrate. So yeah, I guess wow, that's yeah. We need to own it. Ah, we need that's to own a, it. I think if I could get two things, Shiva, if I could get women to bring their full full selves forward, you know, we do tend to. And I don't mean to generalize, please. I'm going to get shot by my team for saying, to ge for generalizing. But I do tell, I do feel like, as a senior woman entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I do take the responsibility of being a role model for younger women mm -hmm. who need to be in leadership positions. So certainly, I do feel like I mentor as many as I can, just to give that you can do it, believe it, trust. If I could do it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I take that as a sense of responsibility. And the other is just to be for people who are looking to work in India's development. It's like the national movement. I always feel that people in the 1910s, 1920s, 1930s who worked for India's freedom movement never really saw 1947, but did their bit in that. And, you know, we need to leave this country, this world a better place for the generations that are going to come behind us. So what are we doing? You don't have to do it full time. You don't have to, you could write the check, that's fair too. But really see your your work as larger than just what impacts you, but how can you do something for your community or in whatever way is big or small. So the fact that I've helped so many transition into this space gives me immense joy, immense joy. And that is to be celebrated, Anu, and, and more power to you because it's fabulous what you're doing. As you said, it's like a movement, you no, know, slowly gaining a bit of an uh, upswell, which is what is required. And uh, and what you just said, you know, how in the 1910s, 1920s, they didn't know where it would, what the work would do, but you guys are pioneering it. And I think that is something that is so special. And Thank so you. worth so worth applauding. So well done and so fabulous that you do mm -hmm. what you do. So, so, so good for all of us that there are there are people thinking of this, making it happen, working on it, uh, developing and mentoring people to make that shift to transition. Uh, it's rare and it is beautiful. So congratulations on taking this path. I'm so honored that you have done that. Thank you, Shiva. I think the reward isn't just in the work itself, because I really I passionately believe in this. And so it's just, it's not even work, really, it's a mission. And I think a lot of, there's a lot of preconceptions about this India's development sector, but actually it's a vibrant place with some of the best leaders. It just doesn't get enough amplification. Mm -hmm. So for anyone that's listening and thinking about, okay, what is this? I'm not saying come through my program, but just start exploring, reading more. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a wonderful place to be in. And you are working for your country in some ways. So... Uh, you know, as JFK said, ask not what the country can do for you, ask what you can do for the country. Absolutely. So I think that time has come. That's, that's, that's amazing. And I would say when you're saying don't come through your program, I would say, yes, go and explore the program. Not because to have a program that is so focused on something and that's been lacking, right? We haven't had that right. space very much. So I think yeah. going through that and getting yourself acclimatized to what it means uh, I think that would be very important and fortunate now that there is a program such as this, right? So that people can cut their teeth on something that has been structured. Uh, I think that's uh, that's uh, that's awesome. 
In fact, in fact, we designed it. My colleague Ravi Sridharan, he heads ISDM, Indian School of Development Management. He and me designed this because we were both corporate crossovers. He was a banker all his life, and he'd moved into the development sector in his 50s. And he and me said, you know, what would we like to create that would help people that we never got, but we would have wished somebody had done for us. So it was really uh, designed in, in a way that we wish somebody had done for us. So yeah. That's the best way, isn't it? Because you would have liked to participate in a program like this yourself. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we close out this program? No, nothing. Thank you so much, Shiva. It's been a pleasure talking to you, uh, having this lovely cup of coffee on this nice rainy afternoon and talking about my favorite subject. Thank you for just asking me the questions. Uh, I've just enjoyed chatting with you. and. Uh, I hope something shifts in the audience and they start looking at the social sector with a little more curiosity. That'll make my day. Thank you so much, Anu. It's been an absolute pleasure to host you. And I'm so delighted that we spent this time together. Uh, more power to you as you journey on making the development sector, awareness of the development sector, much, much more vibrant and much more accessible for people. And, uh, and uh, it's a great service that you do. So love the fact that we could have a soul brew together. And I wish you every success. All the best. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shiva. My pleasure being here. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of Soul Brews with Shiva. Until next week, keep the coffee swirling. <laughs>